Good morning. Hello to everyone. This is Jennifer Parker. I'm joining you today. This is the 15th episode of Just Love podcast. Today I'm actually going solo. Um, with a with a little story that I thought um, this was a great time to tell. Um, so about a year ago, I was doing busy things in a in my little store that I have in Southburg, Maine. I like to joke that it's the shop around the corner that you have to want to find it to get to it. Um, it's off the beaten path, but. You know, it's it's a funny thing that a lot of people do find it unexpectedly. And what happens is um, on many a day, I actually am surprised by what unfolds that um, I never thought or could imagine would happen. Um, you know, on, on small scales generally, like things that bring a smile to your face or kind of make you pause and say, well, that's, you know, that's kind of cool that it happened. Um, and then every once in a while, something on a grand scale unfolds and more times than not, I have a little bit of feeling that, um, the encounter I just had has some wheels and, um, could end up developing into something kind of big. Um, so, I'm joined today by Harry and Ruby in the writing room. Let's see how this goes. Hopefully they'll they'll not bark too much today. So the story that I want to share with you is a story of um, 9,000 cranes. Um, and these, these paper cranes have become a huge part of my story. They... Um, are one of those su surprise chapters in my life that I never could have imagined, but so very thankful it's it's here and hopefully continues to grow and expand and become volumes in my life and my story and a part of the store. Um, you know, I've not had the most private life and putting myself out there at times um, with businesses, community events, or even in politics has connected me to some pretty amazing people. Um, and for that, I, I'm, I'm really grateful. I think, you know, in the end, um, putting myself out there when I would have rather been at home cuddled up with, you know, my puppies or spending time with um, my children or reading or just zoning out, um, has led to some pretty phenomenal experiences. So about a year ago, um, I, someone reached out to me um, behind the scenes saying that they had some, they had started folding some cranes and a friend of theirs had suggested that they meet with me to brainstorm about a business idea or an opportunity for giving back. And, you know, it, it was a busy time of the year getting ready for the holidays. Um, I get, um, you know, a few, a few messages from artists and makers inquiring about the store. Um, most of the time people will show up and come in the store. Sometimes they never do. It's just kind of the natural flow of things. I think it was a Saturday. It was, 
early in the day and it was a little bit busy. And this gentleman walks in um, and he has this big smile on his face and he introduces himself and he says, hello, my name is Michael. I reached out to you. And, you know, the rest of the details are a little bit foggy other than him sharing the story of why he still started folding origami cranes. And I kind of, you know, I, I try to stay quiet when meeting people, um, try to stay open to their stories, to learn what they're doing, how they got to this shop, um, and really be conscious of what's unfolding unbiasedly. And so um, I remember leaning against the counter, listening to him, and telling me, sharing this intimate story about his friend and domestic abuse and violence and how it really had rattled his cage. And he was really upset about it and felt as though there was nothing he could do to affect his friend's um, struggles, um, what he was going through. And with his nervous energy, he started folding cranes. Now that I know Michael, it makes perfect sense. At the time, it was a little hard to connect the dots. Um, so he told me the story of how he just started folding cranes and then more cranes and then piles of cranes, beautiful, ornate paper origami cranes started piling up all over his house. And until finally his husband had said, Hey, look, I, you know, I love what you're doing, but it's overtaking our lives. And I think you need a business plan. And so that I feel like is what connected Michael and I. Um, people know that I've started a number of my own businesses, have had some success in the past. Um, and a friend of his directed him to reach out to me. And I, I'm so thankful she did. Sarah is this amazing artist herself and has had things in the store as well as her husband, John, from time to time. And, you know, you never quite know what a relationship will will turn into. Whether, you know, a lot of a lot of people might just assume that my relationships with the artists and authors is simply just to sell their stuff. But honestly, that usually usually takes a back seat, and the relationship becomes a give and take, um, a sharing of experiences. Sometimes a friendship. Sometimes it's all business. Sometimes these relationships don't work out and they just kind of die off naturally. Um, it's, it's always a surprise. You just, I try not to have an idea of where I think it may go in the beginning. So anyways, I listened to Michael share the story of his friend and what he had gone through. Um, and then at that point, he had created what he called um, the Chains of Cranes um, and each of the chains of cranes, I, I believe there are 10 cranes linked together. Um, and there's usually, uh, you know, beautiful beads, Harry, go lay down. And um, they're themed. So right now, I, oh gosh, there's probably t more than 20 theme chains hanging in the store. Um, and, you know, the ones that are popping to my mind right now are Maine, Flowers, um, there's holiday theme chains, there's affirmation chains, um, 
and just all different beautiful bright colors and the way that he packages them is that they fold up neatly into this this larger envelope and that there is an insertion of um, how the chains kind of got started and that a percentage of the profits are donated to Caring Unlimited in Kittery. And this is a point, this is the point of story that um, he kind of he kind of had me. And unknowingly he had no idea of what my story was growing up in, you know, the heart of domestic abuse and violence as a young child. Um, but as as I listened to him and quickly realized he had this um, innate desire to make good from what was bad, I, I got hooked. And essentially, without really knowing Michael, um, said yes, um, you know, brought him into the store as a nonprofit. So he naturally got a larger percentage of his sales um, that the artists and authors usually do. And because he was giving percentage, paying percentage forward. But mostly, I think that the reason I accepted him wholeheartedly and so quickly, and then we joke about it, um, turned a corner into of the store into the crane corner without even knowing if they were going to sell or if they were going to catch, is that he was shining light on something that so many people involved in domestic abuse, whether the abusers or the victims, so desperately try to keep in the dark. Like there's just this huge effort and, and I think it's changing, but in the past there was a huge effort to, to not talk about it, to not act as though what's happening in your house is not okay. Like somehow we were supposed to assimilate into our communities um, and, and not let anyone else know what was happening day to day. Um, somehow, like, I grew up feeling that I was the cause or the reason for the shame and the, and the, and everything that was occurring in the house. Um, and it was my job to help make pretend that it, that it, we were all, we were a normal family. And, you know, and honestly, for the longest time in my life, I thought everybody's experienced the same thing in their homes. But so with all that being said and shared, Michael attached himself to my heart and I accepted that and knew that in that moment I would do what I could to promote his efforts in bringing light to something so incredibly dark for so many. And yes, it's still going on. We don't always know to who, when, or to what level or, you know, why, um, but the best that we can do is, if we're not experiencing it, is to be present for others who are um, and lend, lend a hand when we can. So I guess this accepting Michael and embracing Michael and his chains of cranes into a little something into my tiny store in South Berwick was my way of saying thank you. And then also, you know, let's, let's work together to create some pretty big ripples with this project in the best way that we can. 
Um, so, so Michael, people that know Michael know that he's incredibly talented, creative. He has a certain precision about him that I, I of course lack. I kind of throw things at the wall to see what will stick. He is very, um, meticulous in his creations and breathing life into his visions. And I, I've learned a lot from that, um, over the past year, you know, I think people have met Michael um, and seen that he has kind of a different role than many other artists in the store. Um, I've been very private and, you know, have boundaries as the shopkeeper, um, generally have not made space for artists to come behind the counter. Um, I've maintain control of the merchandising to a good extent in the store to have a feeling of cohesiveness so that the store is, is a, is a, is a shop with a theme, not, not like other um, consignment um, operations that, you know, artists or authors may rent a space in the store and then they control how things are merchandised within that space. And I think, you know, there's a place for everything in this world. And I think it's what do we align with, what resonates with us, and that's that's what we lean into. Having said that, um, Michael, in this cause, he has, um, I've evolved a bit as a shopkeeper um, because of the percentage I give back to Michael his sales, he has kind of stepped up and said, Hey, well, thank you so much. I want to do this for you in exchange. And not that he, not that he needs to, but, uh, a lot of you would, will have seen him behind the register on Saturday mornings or busy holiday events where he has taken it upon himself to be trained on our POS system, to get to know the merchandise in the store, to interact with customers and other artists with interest in, you know, a certain kind of grace. And that's been really, um, it's been great for me to watch as he does that. And also to recognize that I'm, I'm putting some walls down and opening up and, and, he's become a part, an ad hoc part of, of the team, which right now with the help of some friends um, who substitute for me every now and then, it's pretty much a team of one at a little something um, full time. It's, it's me, myself and I. Um, so last Christmas, I think we were all caught off guard by these these chains of cranes and the impact that they made in our community um, and the monies they raised for Caring Unlimited and Kittery. And I think one of, one of the experiences I had in the store after the holiday season that was kind of like um, a green light for me to know that this was something I wanted to continue to invest in both as a person and a shopkeeper and business person. And as a friend to Michael now is um, a woman had come into the store and Michael happened to be there. And she started talking about how she had purchased some of the chains for gifts over the holiday season. 
And then she got a little teary-eyed and said that her daughter had actually received some of the funds from Caring Unlimited as a direct result of Michael's efforts with Chains of Cranes. And, you know, in that moment, I think when a ripple, most of the time in life, we do these things or we have these thoughts and ideas and we try to do good, we try to be good and, and we are, and we create these ripples that go out into the world, but we never really have an understanding of where those ripples land or who they affect. And I think having this, this moment in the store and realizing this ripple in such a personal, intimate way was, was a huge gift. And the fact that Michael was there to hear it as well, I think was a, was a great bit of validation that, you know, sometimes we have these ideas or whether they're well-formed or not, and we take action on them, that they do make a difference, that they do shine light on something that feels icky, feels like overwhelming and dark and like something that, you know, has a lot of power over a lot of people. And in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, you know, being a small shopkeeper doesn't, it isn't always the most glamorous life. And there's a lot of uncertainty and um, juggling and um, not always the most secure profession for me compared to other things that I've done in life. But something always gets me to keep moving forward. Something always happens in the store or I learn about something and it's usually not money related. Um, but it's something that I realize that is at work that is bigger than who I am as an individual. And, you know, it's not just one experience that I've had with the cranes, um, but a multitude of them, really. And it's been quite fascinating. So Michael and I, um, through proximity, he kept showing at the store. The more we sold, the more excited he was. His um, was a little bit of an adrenaline rush. His friends, you know, showed up to support him. Um, friends of friends showed up. My friends showed up. Our customer base showed up. And he, um, I think I was the second store. He was, um, I think the first store he put the cranes in was Kit & Co. in Kittery, Maine. And then um, we became the second store. And then he put his chains in a store in Kennebunk as his third location. Um, so the, began, the ball began rolling and growing momentum. And then um, Michael also sells the Chains of Cranes on a website. And it's um, chainsofcranes.com. Um, so all of this was happening and it, it really felt like a sugar rush that all of us collectively were part of something bigger than ourselves and doing good, especially during the holidays. And, you know, in my back of my mind, I was like, well, this might die down. You know, most, most fads do, most momentums slow down. Um, and on one Saturday, Michael had come in and we started talking about the cranes and new ideas. And um, I had been do doing a lot of work with um, affirmations personally, and you know, using the I am statement, trying to change some ideas, self-help that I've had um, 
in my life. Um, I think a lot of us, you know, going through puberty or, you know, comparing ourselves to others, you know, we have these silent mantras in our head that, you know, we think we're ugly or we're not smart or we're not good enough or, you know, we don't have any friends or, I mean, these, these little things we tell ourselves over and over and over and they become ingrained and, you know, a lot of us don't even realize what we say to ourselves each morning as we're waking up. I remember um, in a counseling session in my 20s, I um, realized I'd been telling myself how ugly I was. Every morning I would do the same kind of routine without even knowing it. So um, since having counseling and working through things in my 20s, I've been trying to change a lot of self-beliefs about myself and do a lot of um, work to to not always be second-guessing, to not always thinking that I don't deserve or am worthy of what is out there for every single one of us. So um, I remember talking to Michael about the I am statement and how powerful it is and how, you know, we were taught that... Um, Sticks and stones can break our bones, but words can never hurt us. And I think that's probably uh, probably the most um, detrimental lesson that I was taught as a child because um, it taught me that words weren't powerful, that um, even though they stung and they hurt and I carried them around, forever. Like, you know, kids can be mean and cruel. Um, I grew up with cystic acne and still, you know, have vivid memories of the things that kids said to me at school about that and the names they called me. Um, so yeah, I was told words can never hurt me, but yet led a life with what I was hearing in my own home at school, on the playgrounds, on the bus, uh, they were hurting me. And they did hurt me. And then I began, you know, using unkind words on myself to reinforce what I'd heard growing up and over the years. Um, so all of this rolled into this creative brainstorming session that Michael and I had. And we came up with the next wave of cranes. And they're called affirmation cranes. And I was like, Michael, I said, what if, what if you just had one crane? You know, you took one crane from the chain, maybe made it a little bigger. And um, he took that idea and ran with it. And, you know, next thing I know, he's bringing in all of these individual boxes that are themed affirmation cranes. And he had figured out how to print paper with the affirmation. So they sat perfectly on the wings of the crane. Um, and then he um, strung beads and then he found I am, um, what are they called? Little metal I ams that sit at the bottom of the cranes. Um, and they have these beautiful gold hanging loops. Um, and again, you know, he packaged them in boxes. Um, it looks like they're sitting on a little nest with brown crumpled paper. Um, and they have literature about how each crane, you know, a portion goes back to carrying unlimited and kittery and the crane story. And 
um, I remember, <laughs> I remember when he brought him in and I was like, oh my God, he actually did it. And then sometimes when people brainstorm with me and they take their ideas that come from the session and run with it, I get a little fearful because it's like, I've had so many ideas in my life that I've tried to manifest and breathe life into. And more times than not, they, they fail hard. Like, you know, so I'll put money into them and they just go nowhere. And it's like, oh gosh, like if, if I lead someone on to think that there's ever a sure thing with a product idea or creative strategy or business plan or anything of that nature, I know like how hard you can fall in business and I know how it feels. And not like, that's the last thing that I would ever want for anyone. I want, you know, the success and I want the fulfillment of someone's idea coming to creation and being accepted and supported. I mean, that there's no better feeling in the world. So when he brought the, he brought the, the affirmation cranes in and expanded the, the, the crane corner at a little something, part of me as a business person was thinking, I'm devoting a lot of space in this store that is my livelihood, knowing that the percentage I get back will not pay the bills. Or, And it was like, it, it defied logic for me as a business person, yet it's so aligned with who I am personally and like throwing caution to the wind. And when something matters, it matters, regardless of what it nets in dollars. Um, and I would get these little... <laughs> Uh, you know, the little thing tapping on your shoulder, are you out of your fucking mind? What are you doing devoting so much retail space to this cause? Like, this is your income. You left your other jobs and you're only at the store now. Um, you're here to make money so you can pay your bills and pay your rent and, you know, help Libby with college. And I was like, thank God I was strong enough at that point or different points to say, you know what, just, just hush, because sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes, you know, there are things bigger and better to get attached to and involved with. And I really believe that aligning with Michael in the chains of cranes and now the affirmation cranes has really brought something special to my life and having it be such a large part of the store um, has, has done something for the community and the seacoast. And I know the cranes have been sent all over the country at this point. You know, I texted Michael this morning, knowing I was going to do this. And I said, Michael, how many cranes have you folded? And an instant reply of 9,000 cranes. And I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of folding. And that's a lot of certainty that, you know, your idea is expanding and has a lot of life left into it. And I know at a little something that this year to date, Michael's the second selling category in the store. And to me, that speaks volumes about our community and the motivation behind people's gift giving. Um, 
on the affirmation cranes, one of the things that he did. So they're, they're beautiful printed papers of all different designs on these cranes. And it's kind of like a mosaic of colors, like watercolors blended with black designs. But on the wings, one wing will say, I am. Um, and then the other wing has, you know, a powerful word, like the, the cranes that are coming to mind are, I am healing, I am healthy, I am unstoppable, I am capable, I am forgiving, I am grace, I am kind, I am loving. Um, and I, I believe there's more than 20 affirmation cranes at the store right now. Um, one of the things that I do when I believe in something is I get behind it and support it um, at the store. Number one, I take it into the store. Number two, I promote it on social media to the store's audience. Um, if it's something that has captivated me, I'll blog about it and promote it um, on my on my blog, Just Love, which is on Substack and Facebook. And then also in the past, um, just the last podcast we did was with an author, Dean Lunnington, who wrote Kiss the Babies. Um, it's become my way of supporting other people doing what they love and leaning into what they feel is their calling in life. And that, that has brought me joy. Um, but one of the things that I've done with Michael's Cranes is as I've decided to be a shopkeeper as my main role in life, um, my kids are all getting older and less reliant, if any at all, on me. Um, I've decided to take that space and to promote local artists and authors in the store and then also to work on my writing. Um, but one of the things that I've done, I'm so competitive and I always need goals and I set them to kind of keep me moving forward because sometimes my ideas are a little bit off and, um, not always are readily accepted by, by most everyone else. So I have to like kind of self-motivate. And one of the things that I've done with the store is I've kind of set these crazy high sale goals for each day. And as a bit of a reward, um, when I reach when I reach that goal, and I think I've reached four in the past couple months, four days I've reached the high goal. Harry, go lay down. Um, I've purchased an affirmation crane for myself, um, and I've picked affirmations that I really need to own and recognize that I am that person you know, to kind of replace those negative self-beliefs that I picked up along the ways. I'm actively working to change, change the dialogue in my head to know that the negativity that I had um, carried for so long is just, Harry, go lay down. Go lay down. Good boy. Um, so anyways, so I hit that goal four times since I created this little contest for myself. And I'm going to um, keep going until I have each of the affirmation cranes. What I've done is um, I have one of those old-fashioned chandeliers in the dining room, the brass with the you know the sweeping arms. 
that go out from the center. So I, when I reach the goal, I choose one of Michael's affirmation cranes. Um, I think I have, I am kind, I am grace, I am fierce, and I am unstoppable right now. And they're all hanging from the arms of the chandelier in the dining room. And it's, it's an affirmation of itself to me that, you know, you set these goals that you don't think are easily reached. And then when you reach them, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. Um, so I had Harry, I think this might be the end of this podcast. Harry's got something outside that's annoying him. But I just want to say that, you know, sometimes we get these ideas and we decide to move forward with them, not knowing where they'll take us or what space we want to give them in our lives. And sometimes these, these ideas turn into some of the most beautiful things our world has to offer. Um, I'm very thankful for Sarah for connecting Michael and I and um, giving the store an opportunity to be a part of Michael's story. Um, if you want to learn more about Michael Stone and what he's doing with um, Chains of Cranes to help shed some light on domestic abuse and violence, um, you can go to his website, chainsofcranes.com. Of course, I'd love to welcome you to check them out at a little something in Southborough, Maine. Also um, in Kittery um, in Kennebunk. Um, it's, it's a wonderful gift to give. And also I think more importantly, sometimes to treat yourself too. Um, it's okay to give yourself a gift every once in a while. So that's my story for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to bumping into each of you along the way. Have a great day.